0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, May 15th, 2020, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Enter the promo code LOCKED ON at checkout and get $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED ON for $10 off at checkout. I am your host, Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi, here today, as always, with my friend, longtime Red Wings fan, Ethan Smith.
1: How's it going, Nolan? I have a great day today.
0: Good man. Why is it a great day?
1: Tell I was really productive. I was really productive. I got up, you know, got up right on time for work, seven o'clock sharp. I had a washer installed, got that all set. I didn't have to do anything. I just watched them install it. Then, you know, <laughs> did laundry in the new washer. Then I did, you know, went grocery shopping. I got gas. I cleaned my room. I did everything today. That's good. Maybe my most productive day of the quarantine.
0: Good man, I'm happy to hear that. I feel like I gotta be nicer to you because I, I jabbed you a couple times on these last couple episodes. You're and so fine. I'm
1: to... you're, you know, you're fine. I'm gonna keep playing this good guy.
0: Oh, the no, I know, I know. He, I, am, I am the no, I know. I I'm not apologizing. No, deal. I'm not saying that because I felt bad, like to you, like I, oh, I hurt my friend. Like, I gotta, I gotta keep safe face in the you know court of public opinion here.
1: Yeah, yeah, do whatever you got to do. <laughs>
0: uh, we got a league <laughs> update for you guys today. Uh, just going to talk about all the latest news that's surrounding uh, the league, possibly resuming its schedule. Uh, give you the updates on that. Give you the skinny. Give you the four one one. one And then to close the show, we have about a 10-minute interview with Grand Rapids Griffins forward. Uh, unfortunately, the AHL canceled the season earlier in the week, so we will talk to him about that. All right, what do you got for us, Ethan?
1: All right. so the nhl and the players association are going back and forth on a return to play uh they met twice this week and uh they're basically just detailing concepts about what a return to play would look like and from what we're reading from a lot of reporters is that they're looking into like the most logical way would be like a 24 team play-in essentially uh with you know, with the twenty-four teams, it's essentially like, you know, mm-hmm. NHL will host like mini games. I like like it. a, it's like a little tournament. Like
0: NHL threes.
1: Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> but team, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what is that?
0: Every man. For oh, is it the, out is there. it like the architecture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. one of those things. Whatever. Something like that. Get culture, bro. I thought you were a gamer.
1: I kind of lost it with the NHL um so anyway with the 2014 playoff it's it's essentially a tournament to decide wild card teams like allowing teams at the top Mm. of the division and then the teams in the bottom will play for like the wildcard spots so like in the central division colorado and st louis will meet in like a best of three to just like to find out who gets the first seed and then like dallas winnipeg nashville and minnesota We'll play in a tournament to see how the lower seeds go, and then that leads into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And there's still no word if, in you know, if it'll be a full series, like seven game series, or how any of that's going to go. But I mean, obviously, with the 24 teams, the other seven teams just aren't going to return to play, so we're not going to see the Red Wings, which we're is not a good thing. See
0: the Red Wings, in my opinion. <laughs> just kidding it's not a good thing you know what's funny is i was actually thinking the other day like man i would kill to watch like a red wings devils game right now like in the year of our i don't know if we beat the devils this year 20 pick like montreal no i don't care no that's the thing is it doesn't matter it's just i'm just thinking of a like a like a middle of the road whoever the who who the hell cares kind of team i would kill for that give me detroit in ottawa on a tuesday night you know
1: so, you know, how we're going to bring up that there's not going to be any fans. Obviously, there's not going to be any fans, even if this starts again, up yeah. again in December, if there mm-hmm. is no playoffs. So mm-hmm. I was watching that UFC pay-per-view last weekend. Yeah. And I, it was my favorite pay-per-view I've ever watched. You could, you, could hear, you could hear how punches landing. You could hear the coaches talking to the, to the fighters. You could see those fighters implement what their coaches are saying. Mm-hmm. Like, you could hear their breathing, dude. It was crazy. So think of what a mic'd up NHL rink will be like in a silent arena. I think it's going to be fascinating. They're going to have to have their, to have to have their finger on the mute button, you know, or like the delay, because there's going to be so much swearing. It's it, it's going to be like an HBO Stanley Cup playoffs if this comes back. And I'm so excited for it. I knew it was going to be like that too. It's going to be great.
0: I just don't think that that's great. Like I don't – and. I mean, it's one of those things that you would have to wait and see because as we bring up with Tyler Speezy at the end of the episode, like he played one game without fans, and he said it was kind of awful. Like, and I, I also kind of No, like, so
1: like I get, I get that, dude. I get that from a player's standpoint that it can be tough. It's not going to be anywhere near as fun for them without having fans there to, you know, root them on, on home games. Okay, game but dude, think about like, Steve
0: Eisenman's that. double OT winner without fans.
1: Yeah, I know. But the eternal optimism inside of me.
0: That's all you hear. Yeah,
1: I get that. Yeah, I know. I get that. But I'm trying to make the best of a bad situation. I get it. Eternal it's not going to be cool. Yes. It's, it's going to be cool to be able to hear a player drop an F-bomb when he misses, you know, an open shot. <laughs> you know, you're going to be be—you're gonna be, be able to hear the sound of the slap shots. You're going to be able to hear all that. Oh, Whatever. I'm so excited about that.
0: I I I don't know. We'll 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 talk about uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more. Uh, It'll be like up. a beer
1: league game. <laughs> It'll be fun.
0: Yeah, for like. All a right. Game. Well,
1: here we go. This is what we're doing. National anthem for no fans. Another thing I wanted to start talking about was the potential border issues between the Nolan. Nolan, what are you doing? What?
0: Oh, uh, dude. We're doing a podcast right now. Yeah, I know. I I got distracted. I was feeling a little hungry, so I went to buildbar.com and started building my first box. They got like 16 flavors on here, plus three bonus flavors that were just introduced on May 10th. And uh, I just got a little lost. I get get that, but like, well, tell me more about these Built Bars. Well, first off, it's an amazing combination of low-calorie, high-protein, Low sugar and no crazy additives compared to the leading men's health protein bar on the market. It is half the calories, has seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar, and more protein. I, I just don't understand how something that good for you can taste that good. Yeah, dude. That's what everybody says. Well, at 15 grams of protein, only 110 calories, and you know, I mean that's that's a deal you just can't beat.
1: I've never heard of a better deal.
0: I've heard of one deal better than that. What's that? Well, right now, if you go to builtbar.com and to the promo code locked on to checkout, you'll get ten dollars off your first order. That's crazy.
1: Promo code locked on at builtbar.com?
0: Yes, promo code locked on at builtbar.com for locked ten dollars off. What is
1: promo code builtbar.com.
0: Yeah, lock promo code locked on builtbar dot com. Yeah. I'm starving.
1: So going back to this border issue. Yes. Essentially, it's just going to be. A, Sorry, it's,
0: I, I was too. You know, just it's fine. It's it so
1: fine. Far. I'm just trying to get back into it. No, I know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the U.S. Canada borders closed until May 21st. It's probably going to get extended till June 21st, probably. Mm-hmm. And it's not a huge deal. I mean, it'll just be probably an enforced quarantine for whatever teams cross the have to cross the border to go play. Mm -hmm. um pierre lebrun says that 15 teams showed interest in being a host city but the nhl just trimmed it down to about eight or nine just to see because eventually it's going to be four four Mm -hmm. cities are going to be doing this i mean in in my opinion it would be somewhere in the in the south too the way like the u like i said the ufc pay-per-views and all their shows are in jacksonville yeah i mean texas and new mexico arizona and stuff like that makes sense to me and right now they got three canadian teams edmonton vancouver and toronto potentially going to be a host city as well as minnesota and vegas per pierre lebron it's not my insider news it's not my. well i'm
0: curious to see because arizona also well an interesting thing is that uh major league sports can return to arizona after friday and i think that that has more of an effect on baseball but if you're just watching kind of the, the nhl and if players can get back in you mentioned the border issue if they can get back in I, you would have to think that it's going to be in a climate that's similar to Arizona, given the, the nature of what we believe to know about this. Yeah, basically. I
1: mean, also, and they might be trying to do some fanfare stuff too. Cause I mean, they included Toronto and Toronto, I thought Toronto shut everything down like months ago. Yeah. Saying like that it's not coming back until the summer of next year, like live events. Yeah. So I have no idea what's going on. I mean, I guess it's different just because there won't be any fans there. Mm-hmm. So they could try and target cities that are more hockey, you know, into the, into the playoffs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I have no, this The really sucky thing is, is that we don't know where the NHL is going to go with this until uh, other than snippets we hear from the TSN insiders as mm-hmm. to where this is going to go and how it's going to go.
0: Well, what's the update on the draft?
1: Okay. Well, This isn't great news for people that just want sports. And I don't know if it's good news for the Red Wings, but everybody was against the Red Wings having 57% chance (laughs) of the first overall pick. And also for the draft to be in early June. Bob McKenzie said that, that it's not officially dead, but it's basically like on live support. The NHL still thinks it's a good idea, but there's no... Have you seen anybody that's like supporting it? yeah, let's do the draft now before we even know if we're going to be playing again. Then if we're playing again, like we went over all the issues that could happen with that, right? But see, the weird thing is too that if that changes and they go with a 24-team playoffs, which is what it seems everybody's talking about, that's going to take the first overall pick out of the window for those guys.
0: Okay, but still, I can... So
1: it would give us us the 57% chance.
0: Here's the thing that I find so weird about this situation. I get that you don't want to rush. Hey, take the June draft off the table. That's fine. But if you're going to say, oh, we don't want to do the draft before the season's over, you're just going to let these guys sit until December, January, undrafted? Like, who knows? Like, Gary Bettman came out and said he's not even contemplating canceling the season. So, like, what does the... Nolan, I got, I got an opinion on that. Yeah.
1: Now, have you... Has Gary Bettman... Ever come out and given the fans something that they want to hear in regards to the sport? Does he not answer every single question like a lawyer? Correct. Okay, so what is his stance with the NBA not saying anything about it? Why is he taking that stance that he's not even considering it? Because you're hearing that the players are having issues. Well, can I not be with my family? Can I not do this? It, can I not do any like their lives are going to be completely restricted for however many months that this goes on. So now don't you get that notion that maybe the players don't want to come back. And this is Batman covering his, covering his ass just to not, you know, well, I wanted, I wanted to do it. He wants yeah. the money. Obviously they want the money. So yeah. that is that I I'm terrified that that's the avenue that we're starting to go down that there aren't going to be any sports and we're just going to scrap the season until this calms down or go with it as normal with just no
0: Stanley Cup awarded. And to me that that's like the best option. I know that I'm in the minority here and I get that people, like all the people just, they just want sports back and I totally get that. But I think that you're just going to mess with the integrity of winning the cup of next season, of possibly the season beyond that. Like, there's just too many moving pieces. um, Like, okay, what if if this doesn't resume? Like, at what point do you cancel the season? At what point do you say, oh, if we come back here, then we'll still have a playoff? If they come back in September, are you still going to have a playoff? Like, if they come back in August, are you still going to have a playoff? At what point do you, like, just cut your losses? Because I don't see anything getting – like, nothing has gotten – better like the situation has not the situation if anything has gotten bleaker as time goes on and you mentioned a, a second ago that the US Canada border is probably going to be closed till June 21st okay so where does that put you that puts you at the end of June you have two months of summer left to try and get this thing done you know you have guys coming over here going to training camp like you're you're talking about possibly the season ending in September and like, is that going to be safe or are they going to have to shut it down before September? Because here's what I'm worried about is them waiting all this time, putting together all these, you know, contingency plans and how to get this thing done. And then all of a sudden we hit September, there's another outbreak and got to shut it back down again. Then you go through a round or two of this, this little stupid tournament that they're playing I don't know if you can tell. I'm very, very pro just canceling the season right now. I hate this uncertainty and this dangling of hope because I just don't believe in it. You know, I get that you don't believe in it because the longer that this goes, like
1: it's my it's my opinion that they're giving them until the end of May to give us a decision because like you said, it's going to take a while to set this up. And then like you said, we're going to be going deep into the fall essentially to finish this season out and yeah. award a Stanley Cup. But then... What it's going to be a short, and, and I'm telling you that everything that we're bringing up in terms of how this is just going to mess with everything and the uncertainty of another breakout, that this is exactly what the players are saying to the NHL.
0: Yeah, and it's just... I,
1: I, I find it hard to believe that this is going to really, we're going to see hockey again this year.
0: Which is like something that I feel so bad for those Boston Bruins
1: that are just not winning <laughs> copper. <up> oh, <sighs> it feel so bad. Oh, those Tampa Bay Lightning might have won this year. I'm gonna, we had seventeen wins. I was I was done in November.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, like that's the thing is, like, I can't tell if I only feel this way because like the the team we cover is not even in contention for anything. But, like, also at the same time, like, how pissed would you be if you were a Tampa Bay Lightning fan? Your team wins the first two rounds. They're going to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then shit gets shut back down again after they look like an absolute juggernaut. I'd be pissed. And I'm not, like, pissed at the – like, that would hurt a lot worse than the season ending right now. And there's only one team who's going to be like, "Woo!" at the end of the year. So, guess what? There's going to be a lot of people who feel that way. I get that people want to see sports. I do. But it's like, you're not going to see sports in the way that you're used to it. It's not going to even kind of close to be the same. It's going to mess up a lot of future sports. And, and frankly, like you don't even know, even if the attempt is going to work, I say, shut it down. I say, shut it down. That's all. Uh, Coming up next. We have Tyler Spezia, Grand Rapids Griffins forward to talk about the AHL canceling its season officially earlier in this week. All right, at this time, we now welcome on Grand Rapids, Griffins, and Toledo Walleye forward, Bowling Green alumni, and Joe Dumar's Fieldhouse of Dreams occupant, uh, it is Tyler (laughs) Spezia. Tyler, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me. That was a great intro. I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: problem. No problem. Got to get the field of dreams in there. Uh, so Tyler, yeah. the AHL canceled its season at the beginning of the week. You spent a pretty considerable amount of time in Grand Rapids this year. The league suspends operations on, on March 12th. And can you take me through the whole process to this point uh, from your standpoint?
2: It's it's been it's been uh, crazy. A lot of uncertainty and all kind of it all happened very fast as far as my time in Toledo. I went down, I played two games. They knew by Monday that the uh, the season was cancelled. I actually played my last game for the walleye in front of no fans. Um so that alone was like oh, wow. it was crazy. And then, you know, after the game everyone getting messages at the NBA is is uh, canceling the season or postponing it. So then we kind of knew where we fall just from a financial standpoint, you know, minor, minor league team, not making all the money in the world. They can't really afford to, to not play. So um, kind of knew that was going to happen, but my situation was a little bit different, you know, being signed by Grand Rapids. I was still, uh, you know, property of of that team in the American League and the American League never shut down. So from there, you know, just waited around to hear something Um, we had, some of us had meetings, you know, probably two weeks after um, they postponed the season and they kind of just told us it didn't, wasn't looking promising that there's a vote to be had. And ultimately they decided to cancel the season. But there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of, you know, I got to train still. I got to stay in shape, but I don't have ice. I don't have anything like mm-hmm. gyms are closed. So it was unconventional for sure. But um, I found a way to make it work. And now that the season's over, we you know we wait again we we don't know what's coming and we don't know what's next for us
0: what was that like playing in front of no fans i think that was one thing that a lot of people knew that they wouldn't like to see like for a prolonged period of time but i think everybody was kind of interested just to kind of see what that was like
2: yeah it was definitely different you know everything the whole <laughs> that whole day you know in the in the beginning um we knew it, or the walleye were we're planning to, to keep the fans in and then the governor had an executive order so i like at like three o'clock we knew we weren't gonna have fans and mm-hmm. it was just a weird day felt you know there was no national anthem no announcement it was kind of just like a a men's league beer or a beer league yeah it was really relaxed and um it was it was really strange definitely something i don't ever want to get used to
0: what was the communication like uh, with, you know, the league and yourself or I guess the other players during the shutdown? Cause I think when the AHL canceled the season the other day, I, you know, people kind of are, are speculating that these leagues are going to be canceled, but it, to me, it kind of came out of nowhere. It was just, boom, you wake up one day and the AHL is, is canceled. Did you kind of have an inclination before that, that it was coming?
2: Um, they had mentioned, you know, that it didn't sound good, but, then again it was never actually canceled um but I the American League followed the the path of the NHL and you know stuck to the same rules and I think it got to the point where um some of the teams just couldn't afford to not be playing and it just wasn't going to be good for them financially and voted against the resuming the league so for a while there the AHL stemmed off of the NHL and you know we got updates pretty frequently from uh the Grand Rapids coaching staff kind of kept us in the loop, and then ultimately they sent us the email in the morning and that the league was canceled. So can you just take me through those last few months out of the season?
1: Like what was the, what was like the room like?
2: Yeah. I mean, it was an exciting time for sure. For a while there, you know, we have a team filled with with top 10 or uh, top end prospects, you know, guys who are trying to make it to the NHL and, and be ready for that. And we thought we were underperforming for a long time, you know, winning one, losing two, kind of just couldn't get on a roll. Um, and you know we got some luck. We uh, we got healed up, and then we went on a little bit of a run and put ourselves back in a playoff spot. And we were in we were in a playoff spot when the season ended, and we were holding on by a couple points. And it was so tight. And we were we were basically we were playing every night like a playoff game. And the mm-hmm. the room was coming together, you know. And it was a real uh, exciting time, just trying to make that push. And and then certain guys, you know, getting rewarded, getting called up. It was just a really exciting time to be in Grand Rapids. What's
0: that like when, you, when you're when you rolling and, and a guy gets called up? Because there's the one thing where, like, you're super happy for him, but then there's the other thing that's, like, you know, are one of our most productive
2: players. It's it's honestly, it's crazy. And in two years, I've seen so many random, weird – not weird guys deserving, but, like, just random times guys that get called up for one game or get called up, not play, come back down. So it sucks. And I give a lot of credit to the coaches. You know, they got to – come up with a new lineup all the time just because of the constant movement, whether a guy's getting called up, sent down, it's crazy. And they got to make room for everybody. So I give them credit. I don't know how they they manage that, but it, it definitely throws off a little bit in the room, but it also, you know, it's a league where you're trying to, you're trying to make it, you know, you're one step closer to your dream. So when a guy goes out and another guy gets the opportunity to hop in the lineup, it's, it's usually fine. Just because everyone wants to play and everyone's hungry to, you know, try to get to that next level
0: what was the biggest step forward that you took this year and something that you look back on and say, you know what, we didn't get to finish the season, but I, I'm glad that I showed this.
2: Uh, I, I think, you know, just, it's been a, it's been a heck of a journey. Um, started out, you know, in Detroit, Traverse City, you know, all that stuff, main camp, battling with these guys and, and getting to know them all. And then get sent down to Toledo to start the year. And, uh, you know, we kind of always, me and my agent, and I've always talked like it's, it's a lot harder to, to make the team in the beginning and you, you don't necessarily you don't want to be there in the beginning. You want to be there in the end. So that was kind of our goal. Um, just our focused on, you know, just playing well and playing the right way. And, and then I finally got rewarded, got called up. I think just, just sticking around, um, my biggest jump forward was like not giving them a reason to take me out. Um, just bringing it every day, you know, trying to earn it and stay in that lineup because it's so competitive there. And the lineup is, is ever changing and constantly changing. And, you know, there's a, a lot of guys like i'm not really considered a prospect i'm not an nhl contract so i gotta i gotta try to prove myself and beat out these other guys so i think just you know not giving them a reason to take me out and kind of just sticking with it and and just growing within that organization i think it's been the biggest step for me
0: who was somebody that stood out to you in that room uh i guess let's say other than most cider because i I, the, the red wings fans the red wings nation they all want to know about Mo Sider, but maybe somebody outside of him that that kind of impressed you uh, either in the East coast league or the American league this year.
2: Yeah. Well, for starters, Mo is an awesome kid and, you know, he's going to please the people of Detroit for many years. He's, he's a great kid. He's super, he got a lot of energy and, um, he's just a, a lot of fun to be around. So Detroit fans will, will be spoiled again with another uh, great player coming up to the system. But I know there's a handful of guys who who I really look up to and, and really think are, are good players. Um, you know, guys like Joe Valeno, who's going to be an absolute stud. He's, he's super skilled and super smart, and he's just a good kid. Um, certain guys like Michael Rasmussen, you know, guys just coming back from injury, trying to find it and gaining the confidence down there in the American League to to get back up there and play. And then another guy who I guess is a prime example of finding his confidence is uh, Taro Hiroshi, who is actually my roommate there for a while up in Grand Rapids. You know, he was struggling up at the NHL level, came down and, and got a bunch of confidence and is growing as a player. And he's going to be a great player as well. So there's a handful of guys that are are doing the right things to develop. And, you know, they want to earn that, that spot and make that next jump and be uh, and stick up there. So it's looking pretty good, I would say, with the prospects in Detroit system.
0: And we'll wrap it up with this. And, and taking it kind of back to uh, current events, the current issues at hand, when you were talking to these guys throughout the whole process and, you know, maybe you don't have to single yourself or anybody else out, but what was kind of the general sentiment about finishing the season?
2: I think, you know, just because we were told early into that whole process that it wasn't looking good, that guys kind of started getting their heads or wrapping their minds around that. And, and were prepared for the season to be canceled. And I know our team especially was, was pretty bums, you know, being so close and we've been playing playoff games for months before this even started you know trying to yeah. get in the playoffs, and to not to not see how that the season would end was it was pretty tough on the group and you know in the, in the minors you know a lot of guys signed one year deal so the team's not going to be the same next year and for that to be uh you know last games for guys in a certain organization certain jersey all over the league is, is tough and I think now, you know, you you enjoy the rest in the beginning and then now you're on to two months and you're like, wow, I miss it and I haven't skated. I haven't, you know, touched my gear and it's like crazy. You you do miss it and we don't know what's next. Like we're hearing rumblings of we have to wait for the NHL. So maybe December and stuff like that. So guys are, you know, really have no clue what's going on and it could be a long off season. So we just got to just stay patient and, and wait it out. Well, Tyler, we uh, certainly appreciate your
0: time here. We wish you good luck the rest of the way, and hopefully, uh, resume is sooner rather than later.
2: Yeah, for sure. You know, everyone, stay uh, safe and, and healthy out there. And thank you guys for having me on.